tweet at SFM Radio and at Patricia N. Dooley. We're going to be talking about the power of touch in relationships. And our guest is Tracy Zeman-Jacobs, who's a qualified social worker and intimacy coach who is passionate about assisting couples and individuals wishing to transcend another level of intimacy within their relationships. Tracy, thank you once again for joining us. Good evening, Patricia. Thank you. Thank you again for having me on your show. And good evening to your listeners. Now, A-teamers, I'd love to hear from you. How important is touch? And uh, how do you touch your partner in ways that make them and make you feel good? Sometimes it might not be only about your partner. How do you touch yourself? How do you soothe yourself? So the number that you should be dialing in on is 011-482-1510. Alternatively, 011-714-2006. You can SMS to 41. 391 SMSs are charged at 150. If you'd like to send a WhatsApp, 0614-104-107. Tracy, touch is the most powerful thing in the world, in my point of view. And with COVID-19, this pandemic has really robbed us of just basic human touch. Mm. And some of us are going through some withdrawal symptoms here. So where do we start off with, in fact, let's talk about the self-touch first before we go Mm. to relationship touch. And why I want us to do this is because when you observe little children, you notice that perhaps before they go to bed, they'll either play with their ear or they'll be rubbing on their own tummies. And you notice that there's something that they do that uh, has to do with self-touch that will soothe Mm. them to a point of falling asleep. So clearly, touch is important. Mm. Well, that is so incredibly um, powerful, what you've just said, is that um, children really, a lot of healthy children actually know how to pacify themselves. And when I say by healthy children, I mean, children who have had healthy attachments early, as early on as birth, healthy attachments with a prominent caregiver like a mother or a father, um, <coughs> or a nurse, because if a child has had a healthy attachment with a um, significant other, then they are able to self-soothe. I know that sounds quite strange. But a baby who has had no or minimal touch from a significant other becomes quite depressed and doesn't know how to self-soothe. So attachment theory is very, very important in understanding how uh, how we are able to make ourselves feel good when we're feeling bad. Mm. So you you bring up something that's so interesting because children who are not well emotionally due to a lack of touch in their first days of birth will not be able to self-soothe. And yes, touch is the the, the most fundamental of human experiences. And it's the first sense that a child, a baby develops as they come out of the womb. Uh, We also do know that touch releases when we touch somebody's hand, when we hold hands, when we give a a loved one a squeeze on the shoulder or we rub someone's back or, um, you know, it's it's just a, 
physical connection to another human being, we release oxytocin. And oxytocin is the love hormone that gets released by that touch. And it's so important for us to have those love drugs flowing through our system. We activate the parasympathetic nervous system when we touch one another, and that releases the oxytocin. So it's so important for us to be having those love drugs flowing, and especially in a time of COVID where people are so depressed because they are not having physical touch with their loved ones. And then if I may skip uh, a couple of, quite a lot to what you started off, by saying is that self-love or um, self-pleasure is one of the givers, the biggest gifts we can give ourselves in this world is to learn how to touch ourselves in a loving way um, and to rely on ourselves to be able to give ourselves pleasure, and which I, I was going to come to much yeah. later on, but since we opened with that, I'll just... <laughs> just start there. I, I think I think it's very important because I mean we're talking about the power of touch in a relationship and if mm. one does not have a relationship with self and yeah. does not understand how to self-soothe self-love then that person can't give in a relationship and I, I mean I mean when we're talking about self-pleasure and self-loving um uh, the, the, for me, and, I, and I, I'm not going to take it to a sexual level. I'm going to take it to just a self-love level. When you mm. s- lathering lotion on your body, I mean, how mm. do you do it? Is it just like one of those get over and done with it? Or are uh, you like me? Like, I really concentrate on what I'm doing. And mm. I really, I appreciate, you know, the, the, the process of just lathering my body and making it soft and supple. And, and I enjoy that process. Mm. And and a person like me would meet a person who just doesn't give two hoots about themselves and I'll expect them to give me the the same love in terms of touch and I won't get it. So that's where some other relationships end up having uh, discordant. Mm, Exactly. Um, when, When you shower, for example, and you actually place your hands on your body, on your limbs, and you give it attention, um, actually washing those limbs and certain parts of your body with intention. It's such a grounding experience. And especially when you're using, when you're selecting beautiful smelling um, fragrances, um, uh, body washes, even with a different texture, let's say it's a, a scrub of some sort, and you're putting that intention into touching yourself with intention of um really self-love, self-care. Mm. I'm going to really give this body what it really needs to soothe it. And then after the shower or the bath, then as you said, I also I invest a lot of money in my um, shower experience and my body lotions and things because it just it makes me feel like I am so important. Um, my daughter had me the other day. She said, oh, you smell like you've been to a spa. And I said, well, I wish, but my, I've got my own spa in my bathroom. <laughs> You know, because that's how much love and attention I give my body. Mm, mm. So now self-love is very important. And, mm-hmm. and I made that, uh, that, that example of the, the type of person I am in terms of self-loving and being able to touch myself in a way that makes me happy with myself. Mm-hmm. But if I then meet a partner who does not understand the power of touch and is one who says, 
public display of affection is not done because I'm, you know, a traditional man um, and I'm not going to hold your hand, Patricia. I'm not going to kiss your cheek. I'm not going to, you know, then how does one deal with a relationship like this? Or perhaps let's not start there about dealing. How does one introduce their type of touch in a relationship, especially if it's new? How do I say, I love touching, I love hugging, holding hands? You often hear the partner saying, I'm just not a touchy-feely person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just not like that. Um, going to sleep together, holding. I get hot. I, I get I, I, I get hot and stuffy, and I don't like it. I get so many excuses, Patricia. You can't believe from people who don't like to be touched. The truth of the matter is that a t- touch is very, very intimate. It's it is intimate and as vulnerable as bearing one's heart and soul um, to your partner. It's, it makes you feel so vulnerable to be touched. The other thing is that men and women are socialized quite differently. Women or girls grow up holding each other's hands, hugging, kissing, tickling each other's backs, playing with each other's hair, um, they're very used to being very physical with one another. Boy babies, on the other hand, and of course I am generalizing, so please just take note of this, but generally speaking, even parents of little boys don't get too mushy, wishy, cuddly, kissy, you know, with their little boys. It's more around rough and tumbling with a boy. And so there's none of that like, gentle stroking with a boy, tickling the back, tickling the arms. It's, there's none of that real sensory um, touch that happens with a boy. So they're not used to being touched like that. So some men actually feel very uncomfortable to be tickled. Some really, really like it, but then they also don't know how to tickle. They don't know how soft to do it, they sometimes do it too fast, you know, oh, babe, give me a tickle, and they do it like, no, man, slow it down, (laughs) don't be so rough, and then they say, well, if you don't like it, do it yourself, you know, because they generally don't know how to touch, we as women know how to touch, we're more comfortable around touching other people, and we, we find it more natural. So it's something we need to teach our partners, and that's what I do with my clients, is I teach them how to touch each other. But in a, we start off very slowly, how to give and receive. And sorry, before, I, before you mm-hmm. carry on, it's also about learning how to receive touch. A lot of people cannot receive touch. It's too vulnerable for them. And how to give touch. Sure. But I need to teach my couples how to do that as well. So receiving and giving touch. And we are talking about the power of touch in relationships. A-teamers, I'd love to hear from you. Call in on 011-482-1510. Or you can uh, send SMSs to 41391. WhatsApps go to 0614-104-107. I've got one uh, WhatsApp here from MM who says, Patricia, I noticed that when one of my children was growing up, they would hold on to the parents tightly before they go to bed. 
bed. It was like it has, it gives them some sort of security to do that. So what what does that signify when a child just holds on so tightly and that child, when they grow older, what sort of touch um, persona do they have in a relationship? Um, you know, that child, it also depends on the age of the child. I'm sorry to be so vague, but that is a bit of a vague question because there could be separation anxiety. As yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know what age the child is. And also, also depends what kind of touch is that that the child is hanging onto the shoulders and neck of the the parent doesn't want to let them go. Are they afraid of being left behind? You know that that for me springs up separation anxiety quite a lot. Um, in that situation, I would really spend time touching that child, laying him down or her down on the bed and giving tickles, very, very soft tickles of the hand, talking gently to the child while they fall asleep um, and just making the child feel very secure and comfortable and just to make the child know that I'm always here, I'm just in the other room and he he or she must not be afraid. Um, and then just to, to t- try and quell the anxiety that it sounds like this child has. You know, coming from a family where we grew up, a very uh, touchy-feely family, if you may so put it. Mm. I mean, we, we give each other hugs and kisses. Till today, my older brother, who's eight years my senior, I'll give him a hug and a kiss. Um, mm. My kids do the same thing. We, we, we hug and kiss each other. And I've got two sons. But when when you get into a relationship, um, Tracy, and you end up meeting a person who does not come from a similar background and does not feel comfortable with touch, how do you assist that person? Because for me, I feel they it, it's it's a bit of a you 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 don't understand this sort of intimacy. How do you assist them to understand where you're coming from and also try and understand where they're coming from and find a, a playing field for both of you so that your relationship can thrive? That's such an excellent question because it's almost like. You know, somebody has to give up something and or a part of them and somebody has to own another part of themselves that isn't actually like, you know, wear a piece of clothing that doesn't fit and the other has to take off a piece of clothing that feels so comfortable. Um, it's a really, really tough. I, I know so many people who have been in this position and it's really hard because it's, it's like forcing somebody to eat olives when their taste buds really can't tolerate the taste. It's, it's a hard thing to force somebody to feel comfortable around touch. And the truth is, is that you need to look at family background. You need to look at family upbringing. Some families are just not about touch and feel, and they feel uncomfortable in somebody else's space. And that's, it's okay. You know, we also teach our children, go kiss Auntie Mary hello. Go give Uncle Jack a hug. And we're sending the wrong messages to our children because they have a right to their own boundaries around their body. We spoke about this uh, a few weeks ago. So we are entitled to 
be protective of our space around our bodies. But when it comes to intimacy with a partner, there has to be some kind of give and take. We do have to teach each other how to touch, how to make love, how to feel um, more comfortable, more intimate, more connected physically, sexually with a partner who we are very intimately connected with. So I think that kind of thing takes time. And I have dealt with many clients who are in that position, they're just not used to touch. So it's a very, very slow process, and it doesn't happen overnight. And it's a process that obviously needs a professional like yourself as an intimacy coach. Yeah, it's hard. Mm. It's not easy. Let me go to a voice note. I have a social worker on the line. I'm also a social worker from Buckley East. My name is Asanda Molos. I'm known as Lam. Uh, Lisa Moles on my Facebook. Uh, that's my Facebook hold. But uh, that's very interesting topics, is Patricia. So much that you have to uh, give to us and have us exchanging right back to you. I think this is a very sensitive issue in the sense that uh, having grown up without a mom, uh, I think I've mastered loneliness in the sense that even in a relationship, when someone doesn't give you the satisfaction or you don't get to orgasm, uh, I self pleasure basically, uh, whether it's through sex toys or otherwise. But I think there's a need for me to unlearn that and to learn the power of touch, as you are rightfully saying. Beautiful topics as well. Asanda, I think you're the perfect candidate for a coaching session with uh, Tracy mm-hmm. because at least you've identified where the issue of n- not being able to completely open up about um, your intimacy issues comes from. But since you've identified it, then work with someone who's professional like Tracy to help you. Mm-hmm. Tracy, y- you know, I think I-, I think a lot of, especially from the female's point of view, and you mentioned this, that women, we are socialized in a way where touch is normal. We are used to hugs and kisses and, you know, being picked up and the likes, but men don't have that. And when women grow older, you'll find them saying, I'm just not turned on by my husband. I just, I mean, we've been in a relationship for so long. I just, I'm not turned on by him. And perhaps it's because there is no touch throughout the day. We don't kiss each other good morning. We don't kiss each other good night. We don't give each other hugs. But uh, when it's bedtime, people want Want to jump into each other's panties yeah you know at the beginning of most relationships in fact every relationship new couples can't keep their hands off each other if they they do things and make porn stars blush you know they really <laughs> seriously they're on the lap off the lap they're touching they're kissing they're conning on it it goes on forever and as the relationship starts to settle down usually around the 12-week mark. Um, that quickly? You know, 12 weeks only? <laughs> uh, sometimes, yeah. I'd say between 6 and 12 weeks. Jeez. <laughs> 12 weeks generally, I'd say. Um, when, the, when, the, when the spell, the magic, the dust starts to settle a little bit. Um, okay, maybe I'm being a bit pessimistic, but whatever it is. And they start to become more comfortable with each other and more comfortable to the extent that they start to learn more about each other and their family histories and past relationships and 
the, the scars start to show and the warts start to come out and they start to learn really vulnerable stuff about each other. So the intimacy, the sexual connection starts to slow down a little bit because now I'm showing you more of who I am and I'm a little bit afraid that if you really know me uh, a little bit better, more than just a rump in the hay, then you might not really like me. If you knew all my dirty little secrets and I'm not as um, good as you think I am or as nice as you think I am or if you find out about my past indiscretions or let's say my mother or my father's drug abuse or alcohol abuse, uh, you might leave. So what happens is that the, the vulnerability obviously becomes more and the intimacy becomes less. So there's less of that touching and that holding and that kissing and wanting to be on top of each other because you're starting to open up more and more and more to each other. So, and that's the pity, is that as the relationship should get stronger and stronger and stronger in terms of a deep bond building between the couple, what happens is that the sexual intimacy starts to, to become more complacent. And we have to make an effort in our relationships to keep that touch going all the time because it's through the touch that we stay connected, not only through the emotional connection, but it's through the sexual connection and the touch that we actually stay connected. It's, the, it's what differentiates us from being lovers or just friends. When we hold each other, give each other a kiss, um, walk past each other in the bathroom and um, squeeze an arm or give a nice juicy kiss goodbye in the morning instead of a peck on the cheek or um, walk up behind your partner and put your arms around them, give them a hug. Those are the things that we need to keep the relationship alive. It's what, what says, it says to my partner, I see you. I see you as somebody who um, gives me pleasure. I give pleasure. We're partners. We we intimate partners. We are. We're not just a mother or a father or a boyfriend or a girlfriend. We are more intimately connected than just that. We're more than just friends because with friends we don't go French kissing and hugging and holding hands all the time. You know. You don't do that. You do that with lovers. As lovers, you do that. Tracy, let me take a break. After that, I've got a, a nice message from... Um a gentleman whose... His name is Isaiah in Limpopo, and I want to read his message. Okay. Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM. 106.1 FM in Bombela. Late Night Conversations, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. 
Well, uh, it's still time for Closet Conversations and uh, we are talking to Tracy Zeman-Jacobs, who's a qualified social worker and an intimacy coach. And we are talking about the power of touching a relationship and also the relationship that you have with yourself. So A-teamers, please do call in. Benzito is saying other people just don't have a good relationship with themselves because uh, they don't smell all that good and they <laughs> need to smell a bit better so that they can love themselves a bit better. Well, uh, Tracy, I did say that there's an SMS that uh, mm. comes from Isaiah, who's all the way in uh, Sekukune in Limpopo. He says, good evening, Os Patricia. I, I like touching my partner on her breast and kissing her ears. I think it's working because she enjoys it. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I'm, I'm glad that he's, he's, he's been specific because yeah. you find that other partners, while being intimate with each other, would not even touch certain areas. You just touch the gentile areas. So it's either you mm. touch the penis or the vagina, but you won't hear anyone saying, oh, uh, you know, I'm kissing you on your earlobes or, you know, I'm kissing you around your neck or I'm touching your breast gently. They just don't do it because for them, touch does not mean anything. So as long as I'm grabbing mm-hmm. onto you and pumping, that's it. Foreplay mm-hmm. is absolutely essential in lovemaking. It is, First, it just makes the whole experience so much more delicious. It adds time and attention so that the the lovers feel as though they are being seen. As you said, that we're not just grabbing genitals. I always say going for gold. You're not just going for gold all of us straight away. You, It's a build-up of passion, of touch, of taste, of smell. Um it just adds such a bouquet to the beautiful experience of lovemaking. And foreplay is very, very, very important. And I try and stress this a lot with my clients um, all the time. We talk about foreplay a lot. We even talk about how to do foreplay because a lot of people don't know how to do it. Women lie there and they, they, well, they tell me that they lie there and they say they just wish that there could be more to lovemaking than just the actual penetration. And yet the men don't seem to get it. They don't seem to understand that if they would just spend more time just tickling the inner thighs and using some massage oil and spending more time on other areas of the body, other erogenous zones like the breasts, the neck, the back of the knees, um, and actually just spending more time turning the woman on he will be. He will have so much more of a a a, a, a willing participant mm, in his hands. Mm, mm. It won't just be you know pump away and get it over and done with and roll over and go to sleep. It will be an experience. And I, I get uh, some messages sometimes from A-teamers who say, well, my partner takes forever, you know, to reach climax. I usually climax before her. Perhaps yeah. the key is in the foreplay, as you say. Absolutely. A longer foreplay, get her there, make sure she's hot and steamy and she's enjoying. Sometimes she even comes during foreplay. By the time Absolutely. it's it's time to pump it, well, even if you're a two-second man, she might be satisfied by then. So. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the power of touching relationships is very important, Tracy. Absolutely. Um, you know, they, there are other elements to touch that bring couples so much closer together in the sense that touch can communicate compassion. 
just by touching one's cheek, you can tell your partner, I hear you, I see that you're sad, and you don't understand what that can do in terms of just telling your partner I'm here. It, as I said, it reduces stress. Um, it's communication without words. It's more nurturing, more nurturing touch is less violence. If you're going to touch your partner, I mean, that just goes without saying. Mm. Um, so there are many, many powers of touch. It, it just makes people nicer. It nurtures growth and development. Touch is not just for babies. It's um, a touch that lasts less than a second can influence behavior. Wow. wow. Um, and it's something that doesn't exist in books. It's visceral. It's on, it's, you know, that the, the skin is the biggest sex organ that there is. It's the way that you can actually turn on your partner more than using your, your penis or your vagina. So um, it's really, there are also, there's good touch and there's bad touch, but here we're talking about really nurturing touch mm. as, a, mm. as a powerful means of communication. Let's go to some of our A-teamers voice notes. So remember, A-teamers, the number to dial for voice notes is uh, on WhatsApp is 0614-104-107. SMSs go to 41391. I see you're a bit shy there with calling in, but if you're brave enough, you can call in on 011-714-2006, alternatively 011-482-1510. Hello. Uh, I have some problem. My partner, he don't like to be in touch. So, and how do I, I, can I start to be touching me? Okay, so this ATMI has a problem. The partner doesn't like to be touched. How can he help? How can he, you know, introduce the partner to touch? Um, some partners are very ticklish. Some are very sensitive to touch. They um, are, they they have sense you know um, sensory issues to touch and that is definitely an issue. Um, I would it it means communication. It means taking different textures and finding out from your partner if I use a sponge, how does that feel? If I take sand and I rub it on your skin, how does that feel? If I take a pummy stone, how does that feel? Or a scrubbing brush, find out what kind of textures your partner can tolerate. Is it more of a flat hand against the skin instead of a light, gentle touch, a, a tickle? It's about communicating and trying on what fits, what feels okay. And it's about communication. So there's also working around what is behind this, the sphere of touch, what is behind it. That probably needs some therapy as well to find out what, what's going on. There must be more to, to, to this, this issue. All right, let's go to another voice note. Good evening, ladies. In my case, 
I love my wife from the beginning through marriage that was 2011 uh, till now I'm still in love with her but I just had to drop her because she's Jehovah's Witness and I'm Muslim and uh, she wouldn't change but anyway I'll touch her uh, pat her on the back on the rear uh, make love to her almost every day if she let me no, I just love her but I just felt the issue of culture and religion was very important whereby it guides us beyond life I guess when we start off we just looked at life as far as the nose is concerned and not beyond as to what happens thereafter so I guess because of that I just thought let me just go separate ways yeah that's it but anyway love her I miss her but best I do without her thank you good evening Patricia and to your guest and thank you for a great show you're having tonight uh, this is Bafana in Heidelberg you see uh, physical touch is one of my strongest uh, love language and uh, in my previous relationship it used to be a problem because my partner was a total opposite to me yeah, she couldn't communicate it so well to me she did not want to touch she did not want to cuddle you know all those non-sexual touches in public all those she was just not into it and i think it really made me feel so unwanted and all those things and you know, it's just lack of intimacy due to that and so it's very important for for your partner to actually understand and and get to know um, and get to communicate your love language very well to you thank you good evening patricia and the good guests wow 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 what a topic you see for me there's no penetration without first touching i touch her everywhere i know where to touch her i know how to trigger her before penetrating. <laughs> she because she oils herself okay in the vagina by just touching her touching is the gateway to penetration mm -hmm. when you touch her she relaxed the board is relaxed she feels good she even cries with the touching before you penetrate wow what a subject this is mark thank you thank you mark you seem like a master let me go to an 18 wow. <laughs> yeah tracy there's someone holding on the line a smp yes. good evening Hi, Patricia, how are you? Good, thank you. How are you, Atima? I'm okay, ma'am. Uh, according to me, I think um, a touch is a communication tool, actually, that uh, sort of fulfills ones. Um, it fulfills ones uh, sexual astuteness, if they infatuate. So, yeah, that's my comment. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much, Simpiwe. Tracy, there's a question here um, mm. that says, uh, I want to find out, it's via uh, WhatsApp, I want to find out from your guest about touching around the anal area, as my partner mm -hmm. finds it very erotic, and I feel mm. it's something that's always avoided when it comes to touch. Mm. Wow, well, I was just having a conversation about this with a colleague of mine today, it's so interesting. 
You know, um, the anus is a very erogenous zone that is often ignored. And we think that it's only for gay men to be explored. But the truth of the matter is, and and also the reason why we stay away from it so much is because we think that it's dirty. Um, But the truth is, is that it is a very, it's a pleasure zone. And if we wash ourselves and we remain clean all the time, there is no reason why lovers cannot explore the anus as a pleasure zone. It can definitely be explored during um, foreplay. Anal, um, uh, anal sex is definitely something that in a very trusting, loving relationship can be explored to be incorporated in the lovemaking process. And people just need to get over their stigmas around anal penetration or even, you know, just going around the the anus, touching, um, inserting fingers into that area. It's for gay men, for some gay men, it has the same stigma around uh, shame and guilt as some women have around their own vulvas and vaginas shame and guilt around penetration it's it has to be normalized that it is an erotic zone and as long as it's clean and you use uh, lubrication it can absolutely be incorporated in part of the lovemaking process Another one here says, hi, Patricia, and your guest, a very saucy, saucy topic. I have one question here. I have noticed many times when I make love to my woman, she sometimes rubs her top outer part of her vagina while I'm penetrating. What impact does that touching have on her private parts? This is from Anonymous in Durban. Um. I wonder if she's possibly stimulating her her clitoris. I I think from the description, it seems like uh, it's a clitoral stimulation. Yes, that and and that a lot of women actually do orgasm mostly from clitoral stimulation. The statistics I cannot remember them right now, but it's a larger percentage of women will orgasm from clitoral stimulation than from penetrative sex, and a lot of women will orgasm from both so if he is penetrating her and she is using her hands to stimulate her clitoris that will more than often bring on a very very powerful orgasm and of course she's in control of her own rhythm her own body and her own stimulation which is fantastic a lot of women don't know how to orgasm that way and that means that she probably um is very comfortable with her own body and does self-pleasure a lot. So she knows what she likes and what she doesn't like. So I hope that maybe puts things into perspective for this caller. 
Well, Tracy, I think we've explored the power of touch in a relationship and it seems it is very important. So we should not neglect this, especially if we've been in a relationship for a long time. Touch is very Mm. powerful to keep the relationship uh, alive. Thank you very much for joining us once again. Um, Can can you please give us contact details? Because I know Asanda might be needing to be coached around the issue that he spoke about and other A-teamers might need uh, some intimacy coaching. Absolutely. You can find me on my website at www.totallyme.co.za or on all social media um, platforms at Totally Me Tracy. And that's Tracy without an E, just by the way. Well, thank you, Patricia, for having me on the show again. Always a pleasure. Thank you very much, Tracy. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Well, I've requested that we close off with a song that I really, really love. And I think uh, it's in tune with what we are talking about, the power of touch. Uh, A-teamers, I'm going to leave you with uh, Al Green saying, let's stay together. May goodness and grace lead you to the great heights of success.